leadership is always learning. It's always being able to evolve because none of us know what's coming. And the pandemic was a perfect example of that. So how do you equip yourself to be ready to lead whatever may come up? All right, everybody, welcome to another AIM podcast. Today, I am joined by Kurt Hazelbaker, the president and CEO of the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas. Kurt, how are you doing today? I'm good, Justin. I'm good. You're filming this thing. It's Friday. It's been a full Friday, but uh, yeah, it's going great. So thanks for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much for taking some time and kind of sitting down with us. Um, Let's kind of just jump straight into this. 2020 was a wild year for everybody. And I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit, especially within your position at the Y of kind of leadership, because here at the aim or ambition in mind, we view that most of the people that we're trying to provide resources to are all going to be taking some sort of leadership role. They're going to be either leading themselves, leading others. And I kind of want to get your general take on just kind of leadership. Okay. You know, Justin, when I think of leadership in, in, in its simplest form, leadership is, is uh, take, building a team of people and you're working to an agreed upon goal. And, you know, that's the simplest piece. But I think if you're a good, what I see from good leaders is that they take that team of people and determine how each one of them needs to be led individually. And it that's how the team comes together. So, you know, in, in, in the role I've got, I've got eight direct reports. They're all vice presidents and above. And I've got an executive assistant. And then below that, we've got 1,200 people that work for us. And so with, with my group, with the leadership group, it's understanding that when I talk to Rebecca and, and give guidance to Rebecca, she and I have to have a conversation on the phone. You know, she, so there's clarity, there's no nuances. I've got a couple of people like that. And then I've got a couple of people that an email, a note to them, that, that's how they work. And so it's, it's looking at those individuals and say, okay, what, what motivates them? How do they need to hear, learn and grow? And um, that's how they can be successful. And that's how ultimately you and the organization can be successful. Um, it also, to me, it's also, you're a good listener to know where your people are at when you've got, uh, an organization, however big it is. I mean, if you've got, in our case, you know, over 1200 people, we had 24, almost 2,500 before the pandemic started, or if you're leading a group of five, you've got to listen and really see where they are at to advance what you're trying to do. And so I think leadership is just not dictating or telling people what to do. It's just listing where they're at and what they can bring to as a solution to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I think you're describing what a book that I've recently read called good to great um, Mm -hmm. incorporates as a level five leader. These people that are actually genuinely concerned about the people they're working under more than just the, the, the task that needs to get done, the task will get done somehow, some way, but you're generally more concerned about the relationships that you're building with these people and then how to lead them more effectively within those relationships. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you said you read a book like that it, is that I read a lot because I look at leadership, Justin, as you're, you are always learning. 
So I've, I've got, I've always got a stack of six to eight books on my table that I'm going through. I read a lot of different magazines, uh, a couple of different newspapers, some industry um, publications, just uh, leadership is always learning. It's always being able to evolve because none of us know what's coming. And the pandemic was a perfect example of that. So how do you equip yourself to be ready to lead whatever may come up? Yeah. And that's kind of how we view our platform right now is just a resource basis to provide people with things that they could use to help them improve in their fitness journeys, improve in their business journeys, improve in just their general life journeys. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a recent episode, I talked about this concept that your year and yourself is a culmination of the five people you spend the most time with, the five books that you've read or more that you've read throughout the year, and then your five biggest experiences. And those, I feel like people underestimate the power that books bring and the power that just continually learning and continual knowledge brings. Yeah, I can't agree with that more. I I think the people who are not doing those things, they're getting stagnant and the world's passing them by. They're missing out on the opportunities to improve themselves or, or advance or improve the organization. You learn, learning doesn't stop when you get that degree or you get the job that you were trying to get that, you know, people need to see their leader is always evolving, always wanting to get better because they're wanting that. And they need a leader who's willing to learn, be flexible and be able to help them advance. That's a big piece of what leadership is. Yeah. And then on top of that, you brought in an interesting point of how through all this learning, it helps you to be flexible, helps you be highly adaptable because like you said, you never quite know what's going to happen. And that's kind of another aspect I really want to bring in with you is how do we lead successfully through those unexpected things? How do we still get those tasks and goals and ambitions across to our people and accomplished, but when you don't know what's going to happen one day into the next? Yeah, good question. You know, the pandemic is a perfect example of that. that RY, other organizations, you start the year and you're on a path and you know what you're going to do. You know where where you're headed. You know, you've set some bold and ambitious goals and you're moving forward to those. And then the pandemic hits. And for us, that means we we closed on March 17th. All of our YMCAs stopped all of what we were doing. And when I say all of our YMCAs, we had 21 YMCAs. Uh, we served in 2019, 250,000 people. So we touch a lot of lives. And so decisions we make affect a lot of lives. So I think from a leadership standpoint is transparent is key. That now when, when crisis happens, now's not the time to hide. Um, now's the time to be transparent, recognize and let your people know you don't have all the answers. I mean, you're going through it as they are going through it. So letting them know that learning from internal and external sources, boy, the the pandemic more than anything, learning from experts and hearing from others and trusting your your leadership team, your volunteers in our case, also staff, getting their input and their thoughts, recognize they're nervous, they're unsure. Uh, Not only are they worried about themselves, but they're worried about their families too, because the pandemic, you know, so many instances, Justin, we heard about where a spouse was laid off or their job was eliminated and they became the breadwinner. 
and that was a different role than their family was used to. So he had to be, he had to recognize that. And then probably more than anything, it's over communicate. You, you can't assume people know we really ramped up our communications. We did a lot of video messaging to people. Uh, we started town halls where um, we would do it in a Zoom format. Staff could submit questions to me ahead of time and during the call. I, I always tell staff that there's nothing you can't ask me. Uh, I'll give you an answer. You may not like the answer, but I'm going to give you an answer. And when staff have the confidence that their leader's going to be straightforward with them, that goes a long way to help navigate the storm that you're trying to drive through um, with the pandemic. Yeah. So what I'm kind of picking up is that you've, the biggest thing is you've got to be open with these people. And I think that's a really cool aspect that you said that was your, was a big thing for you because that builds that underlying trust that those people need. Um, You bring a great points about how some people don't even think about what the fan down to the family level of an employee is happening. That's, steps upon steps down. And that's really awesome that you as a team leader is able to think that far down because like you said, it is a scary time. It's a scary environment and people don't know what's going on in any sort of unexpected circumstance, unexpected consequence, anything like that. You've got to be able to build trust. And on top of that, you've got to, you've got to be open with these people. I like how you're saying over communicate, just let them know what you know. Don't be afraid to reach out to other people. And that brings in kind of another aspect of from another book that I've read by Jocko Willink, um, Leadership Tactics, is this like bottom-down leadership where you're trying to like view things from their perspective and you're trying to view things from them and pull their knowledge because they're not you're not the one always out in the field as per se with him. You've got to pull in other people's areas of expertise to then communicate to them the best ideas and movements going forward. Yeah. And and the the point of that on that leadership piece from, I haven't read that book yet, but I'm familiar with that book. Um, When you said being out in the field, that that's part of leadership as well. I mean, you you can't lead with, uh, having never left your office or wherever you, wherever you're housed, that you getting out to see what's going on, talk to people who are there on the front lines every day. Um, that's critical. And that all, that helps you get a better understanding what they're, what they're dealing with. It helps you get a better idea of changes you want to implement. Your plan may change based on what you're seeing or what you're hearing from your, your people that are, that are, uh, carrying out what the, the goals of the organization is. So that those are key pieces as well with that. Builds trust and it also shows them that their, their leader, the leader is more than just a, a, a name on an email or a face in a video. You know, that I try to build relationships at all levels with our folks um, and so that they get to know me and I get to know them. and, and one of the first things I ask people when I go out there to a why is tell me about your family. You know, and that they're not expecting that, but it's a, it, it's a key that helps me with a connection standpoint. So the next time I can see them, you know, somebody's kids graduating high school. I mean, what well, did your daughter find a college that she picked up on? Yeah. 
So those types of things, those go a long way to help staff uh, get to know that you're real, that that you are truly concerned about them and you want them to succeed. Yeah, that kind of, I mean, it answers a lot of my next question really, but it feeds really well into it. But within all this, how are you finding effective ways to communicate, like kind of some more detailed stuff, but effective ways to communicate your distinct points, your goals, like these are the goals or the why. I know we have to adapt and change them based off of what's going on right now. But are those, what are some like key ways that you find communicating with those underneath you to continue growing them and continue getting them to pursue those goals as well? Get them bought in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's being consistent on the messaging. It, it can't be, um, you know, today I'm doing this and tomorrow I'm doing this. It's got to be consistent in the messaging. Again, over communicate. You know, you probably read or or seen people have to hear things seven times before it creates a habit. And so it may get old. What I learned a long time ago, Justin, is when, when I'm communicating or trying to put something out in front of our people, it, 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 it's not when I'm saying something, it may be the 25th time I've said it, but it may be the first or second time somebody has heard it. And so you always have to be conscious of uh, who your audience is, but that message has got to stay consistent. And in, in, in my case, in any leader's case, so, you know, I mentioned earlier, I have eight direct reports. Those eight direct reports have leadership over everybody else in the organization. And so it's making sure those eight that I, that report to me were on the same page and the messaging is consistent. And then, so when they tell the message to their direct reports, it's the same message in, in the, 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 uh, standards of transparent, honest, over-communicate that I'm trying to get across. I want to make sure they're doing the same thing. And then that's, um, um, I can't think of the word, where it's um, going down to all levels in the organization. And ideally, when you do it right, that part-time person that's working 10 hours a week has got the same understanding of something that one of our executive directors does, because that message has just uh, carried or permeated, I guess is the word, from one level on down and continues that way. So that's what I, I look from a leadership standpoint. I mentioned town halls earlier. Those are a great way. We open those up to anybody, part-time, full-time, whoever. Uh, and then our emails, when we do those updates, they go out to all staff, you know, so that every, all staff, we've got their email address, they get that. We're working through trying to understand, uh, get, trying to get a better way to do text messaging because we recognize some of our people. That's the only way they communicate is their phone. We're trying to find a platform where we can do that and be successful with it. Yeah. It seems like to me that one of the most effective ways to get people bought into, bought into the, the big picture ideas is to almost give them a role where they they feel important where they feel like they have a purpose within that where they're going to have this one thing that they're going to be the best at to be the best to make the best version of the whole as possible we had a podcast not long ago called star in your role and that was based off of any position that you're in in any organization whether you're on a sports team whether you're a ceo whether you're just a hourly worker, part-time worker, that if you take the time to be the best version of yourself and do the best job possible in your role, then that will help benefit the whole the most. 
And you yeah. may not have your name up on a board. You may not have the kind of recognition, but you'll know that your efforts are being used to the best of their ability within that whole organization. Yeah, I totally agree. And what that also does is people see that. So that if you're you're a level C, the people above see that. And so when there's opportunities that come up for promotion or we've got a role that we need to fill, they're going to base some of that decision on what they saw you step up and do when um, you were working on a project, working on as a part of the team, whatever it was, you stepped up and, and filled in a role with that. So, you know, agree with that. I think that's a very good point with um, uh, what the role of a leader is. So I think that well said with that. And then kind of a little more onto your topic of the consistent messaging mm-hmm. is within this time or within any sort of time when you're having unexpected things happening, how do you stay consistent? How do you, what do you find helps you stay focused without getting distracted? How do you kind of weed out the mess or trim the fat per se, and then help other people understand that as well? Yeah, I, I think you've got to have a good understanding of where you're trying to take your your team, in, in, or in my case, our, our organization. You've got to you've got to know where you're going, um, and you you can't move the goalpost with the whims of something that comes. Now the pandemic came, you know, the goalpost didn't necessarily move. The way to get through the goalpost that definitely changed. Um, so you've got to recognize that that there's some change with that. So the consistent piece is um, truly that. I mean, you stick with where you're headed, and it can't, where you're headed can't be overwhelming. It, it can't be something that you've got 29 goals to work towards something. That's too much, you know. So what's what, what's the most important thing you want people to hear and to focus in on? Uh, an example it made me think of when you, you made your point earlier about input. We've got a new strategic plan we put in place. Um, our, our board approved it in last fall. A piece of that is, uh, our pieces of that to put it together, we did a full-time staff retreat. We had all of our full-time staff into a room. There was, at that time, we had 280 full-time people and listened and got their input um, we asked each of our executive directors to take it back to their staff team, get their input, and all that input came up to help create that plan. And then we went back out to tell staff and volunteers what the plan was. Well, the point of that is they had buy-in on that because they helped create it on the front end. And then we took it back to them and said, is this what you, what you were telling us? And, you know, we tweaked it a little bit based on what we heard. And then they, they're helping us implement. I mean, their role is to implement the strategic plan. It's easier to implement when they've got ownership. They, you know, it's important to them because they brought the idea. And I think that's a, that's a good way to help you stay consistent because you put it out to your group, however big your group is. um, And you're all working towards that direction. And I would, in some cases, I hope staff challenges us if we ever get, if we ever deviate and if we deviate, if we didn't communicate why we're doing that, we're going to create a problem within our team. And so that consistent plan path uh, is what you're working towards. 
But if it if you have to deviate or change when the like for instance the pandemic hit, communicate, and again over communicate why you're deviating from that pl- that uh, plan. Yeah, it seems like what you were saying earlier about leading individually and having those people's inputs and having those relationships and relying on those relationships to help you form the most effective goals possible. If your goal is so outlandish and crazy, hopefully those people around you, the team that you've built can kind of rein you in a little bit, but maybe if your goal can be pushed a little harder or maybe you can take a next step, maybe they can help push you to do that. But they're, a key point to keeping those goals on point. Yeah. And what I'd add to that, Justin, part of being a leader is taking feedback and, and that knowing that you have built a team around you and you trust that team. Again, where, whatever that team is, because you help create it, you need to have confidence in them. They need, and they need to have confidence in you as the leader that if something's out of whack, that they can come to you and say, hey, I've been thinking about this, not quite sure about it. there's an opportunity. Can we talk through it? And as a leader, you got to be able to listen to that. It doesn't be no good to just put a stake in the ground and say, nope, we're done. I mean, I, we, we approve this and we're heading forward with it. This is what I said. You've got to have that relationship with them that they can come to you. You trust them. Um, and then if you need to adapt, you adapt. And you also look at, did we communicate this in the right way? Did, did I miss something or did one of my team miss something that would have clarified what it is we're trying to accomplish? So good point um, uh, with the, the, again, it goes to the relationship building and the trust that you built with your group. Do you find that some of the most effective leaders, and this could be from people you've seen or what you've experienced in your career that some of the most effective leaders are almost leading themselves out of a job that the company could run if they weren't there you could put any person in that position or do you think the leader is specifically essential to the the functioning well the leader is definitely essential i think that if a leader's put themselves in a position that what they're leading is going to collapse when they leave, then I don't think that that's a good leader. I mean, they, they, a good leader has the infrastructure in place so that if something happens to them, the organization will carry on or there's people on the team that are ready to step into that leadership role. Um, I, I, it just doesn't. I don't. It doesn't do good if 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 I left the Dallas Y, if I left my role, and the Y collapses, I have done a terrible job leading the organization. That um, the idea of working itself out of the job, yeah. If I'm working myself up to maybe a different opportunity, but I've left the organization, that it's going to continue and carry on and get better. Um, without me, then that's a good place to be. You know, I'll I tell you, because we just did this, our, in November, November 6th, our YMCA celebrated 135 years since we were founded. And um, I tell people, I'm going to be the CEO of the Dallas Y probably 12 to 15 years. 
That's a minute, minute of time in the span of our history. And what my role is, is I'm a caretaker for the organization. I, want, I came in, the organization was here at a high level. I want it to be at a higher level in that when the next person comes in, they build upon what I've done, just like I'm building on the leaders before me. And I think that's a key piece of leadership that we always need to be aware of. Yeah, I think it was a slightly weird worded question, and I appreciate you kind of taking clarification from that. I was trying to pull it from the same good to great book, um, Mm -hmm. talking about how there are some leaders that will completely lead a company to success, but they're not true level five leaders because as soon as they leave the company, the company crashes down. Um, And it was to kind of push more on the fact that you've been talking so much about the relationships and the trust of your team beneath you. And it seems like to me, the key determining factor of a highly effective leader is this highly effective team. If they're able to lead them very, very well. Yeah, totally agree. You know, your team is as good as the players you've got on it. And as a leader, you help control and, and determine who your team is. And, and you, and you got to look at that. And you want the right people in the right roles. Um, when we do any of our interviews, especially with the, the eight direct reports I've got, that a part of the interview process is I have my, my group interview the candidate. So if I'm hiring a new chief operating officer, I have the other seven people that are reporting to me. They've got time with that candidate because I want their opinion and their feedback. Could we work with this, with this person? If Justin's applying to be our COO, I want the other seven to weigh in and say, yeah, he is good or he's not good. They'll ask questions that I wouldn't think of because of the role that they've got. And ideally with their input and, you know, other input, our interviews are, you know, four or five different groups somebody's in front of that we all come back and say, Justin's the guy. We want Justin, and we agree to it based on we've all that collective input. Um, so that team piece is critical, and, and the team knows that, um, my team knows that I'm not walking in and saying, hey, Justin's the guy. I just need you to confirm it. I'm bringing in Justin's a candidate, and so is Dave, Mary, and Susie, help me figure out who the best candidate is in this because I want their input as well. One thing too, I didn't want to lose. You talked about good to great. Also read built to last uh, by Jim Collins. Another yeah, the next book. one. Yeah. yeah. I think it actually may have been his first one. It was. Okay. You're correct. It was his first book. And then good to great was written after that. Um, as he was talking about what builds those companies, where do they go? How, yeah. how can you go from the next step? Well, Kurt, I really appreciate you taking the time out to kind of sit down with me and kind of work through some of these things. I think it's going to be an extremely beneficial podcast for all the listeners um, in any sort of role that they're in, in organizations, teams, um, their own startup businesses, or if they're just working for another business themselves or someone else. If you know what you look for in a proper leader, or if you know what you would be in a very impactful leader, then that can help position you to accomplish the most in your specific role that you've got. Do you think that there's anything else that you want to share? Anything else that you've really, any long lasting things that you've just really held on to to help you that have helped you in your career path? Uh, You know, just recap what I said earlier, being transparent, consistent, willing to learn, uh, adaptable, and being a good listener. 
I mean, I've, I've tried, I've been in leadership roles for almost 30 years now, and, and I've tried to do that in every one of them. Each team was different, but I've tried to be consistent in those, taking those same skills into whatever that role might be. So that's what I'd leave your, your group with. And it seems like if you take those things to wherever you go, that they'll help you accomplish the most that you can. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's worked for me. Well, thank you so much, Kurt. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, guys, lead individually. Build those relationships. You need to learn constantly, stay transparent, and stay consistent in your messaging. Kurt Hazel Baker said it first. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.